Welcome to Grace Life Church Podcast. If you would like any more information about us, please visit our website, gracelife.com.au. Okay, so as we start, I'm going to pull out my Bible and I'm going to open to Philippians chapter 4. Philippians chapter 4. One verse we're going to be camping on today. One verse and we'll pop around to another few other verses. And if you are yet to be aware of this, we're actually doing a series. We've done Philippians chapter 3. We're going through Philippians chapter 4 now by, by process, actually systematically working through how many pre- people have appreciated so far the word coming from these chapters. It's been wonderful. And also for me, it's been quite challenging as well. Um, but this is what it says in Philippians chapter 4, verse 6. I'm reading from the New Living Translation today. It says, don't worry about Anything. Can you say that word with me? Anything. Don't even worry about that precious baby. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank Him for all He has done. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank Him for all He's done. Don't worry about anything. Don't worry about anything. Don't worry about anything. A literal version, an ESV or a New King James or an NRSV translation will say something like, be anxious for nothing, but in everything, through prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Be anxious for nothing. Any self confessed worry warts in the house this morning. Oh, yes. Ooh. Sometimes I worry about things. I have three daughters. Someone literally told me just this last week, just you wait till they get their licenses. Uh-oh. My mother used to worry about me a lot. She still does worry about me a lot, (laughs) but she's handed me over to the Father a little bit more these days. I remember one time um, I was out with a couple of my mates, and um, I didn't have my mobile phone on, and uh, I was with a couple of my friends, John King and Damien Dembali, we're having dinner, we're just hanging out in in my friend uh, Damien's lounge room, and all of a sudden I heard the phone ring in the next bedroom. And my friend's mother picked up the phone, and it was my mum. I got pulled over to the phone. Mum, how'd you know I was here? My son. She's Anglo-Indian, right? She, she wobbles her head like that, doesn't she, Chris Elsa? She wobbles her head. No, she doesn't. But in my head, she does. She's one of the... Fricks, my son. I said, Mum. How'd you know where I was? She goes, you haven't got your mobile phone on, my son. I said, yeah, I know, Mum. I think the phone was flat or something like that. I said, Mum, how'd you know I was here? She goes, well, I called John, and then I called Phil, and then I found out you're at Damie's house, and so I called Damie's house, and so she's done the whole ring around. I said, Mum, what's up? She goes, I'm worried about you, my son. <laughs> I said, what's, what's the matter, Mum? She goes, my son, have you got your jumper? Mum, 
She says, my son, it's cold tonight. Have you got your jumper with you? Mum, I'm fine. I'm fine. I don't, Mum, I don't need a jumper. Mum, it's okay. Okay, my son, I was just checking. <laughs> Anyone got mums like that? Yeah, some of you do. At least we know they care. <laughs> I, should, I, I should have known that scripture verse at that moment. Mum, don't worry about anything. Don't worry about anything. Now, often that's easier said than done, isn't it? You get a scripture like that and you know it's not, an, it's not an option, it's a command. Don't worry about anything. If you're taking notes, write this down. Don't worry about anything. This is how good that verse is. I'm making it its own point. Don't worry about anything. Anything. At all. Don't worry. Now, that's not the same as don't be concerned. That's not the same as don't have caution. It's don't be a stress head. Don't be anxious about it. Don't let it take over you. In fact, if there's anxiety and worry in your heart, kick it out the door. It doesn't belong there. Proverbs 4.23 says, Guard your heart with all diligence. Guard your heart. Paul is saying this, in your heart, don't let it fester in there. Don't worry about anything, anything at all. Why? Because we are too blessed to be stressed. Our Father has got it all sorted out. Even with what's going on in the world today, and let me tell you, there's some crazy shenanigans happening in the world today. Jesus is not stressing out too much. Jesus Christ right now is seated at the right hand of the Father and He is cool, calm and collected. Hello? He's at rest right now. He is at rest. He is seated, it says in Hebrews. He is seated at the right hand of the Father. In fact, we are also, in Ephesians it says, seated with Him in the heavenly realms. So if Jesus is at rest, so can we be at rest. What a blessing that is. He's not upstairs in heaven going, oh, what's going on down there? What are we going to do? Oh, I'm so worried. I'm so concerned. No, Jesus sits above it all. And because the king of all kings is at rest, so can we in our hearts be at rest in him. Matthew chapter 6, verse 25, Jesus certainly does talk about this. Literally spoke to someone this morning on the way here who's having to practice this, who has just lost his job over these current mandates. This is what it says in chapter 6, verse 25, Jesus says, that's why I tell you not to worry about everyday life. Whether you have enough food and drink or enough clothes to wear, isn't life more than food and your body more than clothing? Look at the birds. They don't plant or harvest or store food in barns for your heavenly Father feeds them. And aren't you far more valuable to Him than they are? Can all your worries add a single moment to your life? And why worry about your clothing? Look at the lilies of the field and how they grow. They don't work or make their clothing, yet Solomon in all his glory wasn't dressed as beautifully as they are. And if God cares so wonderfully for wildflowers that are here today and thrown into the fire tomorrow, he will certainly care for you. Why do you have so little faith? 
Is this an amen or an ouch for you this morning? <laughs> A little bit of both. So don't worry about these things saying, what will we eat? What will we drink? What will we wear? These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers, but your heavenly Father already knows all your needs. Seek first the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously and He will give you everything you need. That's the context for the seek first. Don't worry about tomorrow, verse 34, for tomorrow will bring its own worries. Today's trouble is enough for today. This is what one commentator says. He says, undue care is an intrusion into an arena that belongs to God alone. It makes us the father of the household instead of being a child. So here's a submission for you this morning. I don't know if this is you or if this is only for me. Don't you worry. Let God worry about it. <laughs> if, if there's worry and anxiety sitting in your heart, even this morning, for whatever it might be, it could be financial, it could be relational, it could be vocational, it could be physical. Whatever that worry and that anxiety is, just give it to your Father. Just give it to Him. Give it to Him. Give it to Him. Imagine that this represents worry. And Scott, you can be the Heavenly Father. If this is my worry, and I say, God, this is yours, I give it to you. He has it now. He has it now. But I don't know about you, but this is me at times. I give it to Him, but then what I want to do sometimes, I take it back. God, can you give that back to me? Because I want to worry about it some more. Well, either I've given it to Him or I haven't. Has God got your worry and your concerns, your anxiety? Has He got all of that? Or do you have it? And then, oh, that just, that worry is so good. I'm giving it to God. I'm going to leave it with God. It's His now. It's His. Let it go and leave it to God. 1 Peter 5 verse 7 says this, have we got any kids that know how to read well? Have we got any kids that know how to read well? You can read well. Can you, can you read with me? Just tell me if I'm right or not. It says, give some of your worries. To, what are you laughing for? I got it wrong. Oh my, geez, I'm probably not the owner. Okay, let's try it again. Give most of your worries. to. Go. Now you're laughing at me. Why are you laughing at me for? Hey. I got it wrong again. All right, these kids are smart. Mm. Give all your worries and cares to God, for He cares for you. Did I get it right? Give all, all of it, all of it, all of it, all of it. Not some of it, not most of it, but all of it. Give it all to God, all of it. Why? We see at the end, He cares for you. He cares for you more than you care for you. He cares for you more than your mum or your dad care for you, and they care for you a lot. Example for my mum, she cares for me, but my heavenly Father cares for me even more than that. So why would I try to manage my own affairs according to my own understanding and my own ability when my Father can do a far better job? Give it to Him. Don't worry about anything, anything at all. Second thing, pray first, often, and always 
pray first, not second, not third, not last, pray first, pray often and all the time. Ephesians 6.18 says, pray in the Spirit at all times and on every occasion. Stay alert, be persistent in your prayers for all believers everywhere. Here's a quote from John Bunyan, you know, the author of The Pilgrim's Progress. Who's read that book, Pilgrim's Progress? Fantastic book, written hundreds of years ago. Here's a quote that he says, pray often for prayer is a shield to the soul, a sacrifice to God and a scourge to Satan. Oh, I love that so much, I'm going to read it again. Pray often, for prayer is a shield to the soul, a sacrifice to God and a scourge to Satan. Verse 6, again, don't worry about anything. Instead, or in place of this, pray about everything, tell God what you need. Instead, in place of worrying... I'm swapping it, swap that fear to faith, swap it, that concern for care, I'm swapping it. Instead of worrying, pray about everything, tell God what you need. Another version will say, you know, with all, through all prayer and supplication. If prayer is an overall idea, if, 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 it's, if it encompasses communion and conversation, then part of that prayer is supplication, supplication is letting your requests be made known to God. That's what supplication is, asking God for things. It's like a pleading, a plea, please God help me here. So whatever your concern is, turn that worry into prayer. Don't post it on Facebook first. Don't whinge about it first to your neighbor. Pray first. Pray first. Let that be the first thing. Before you take a Panadol, pray about it. Before you see a doctor, Pray about it. Before you remark with that quick remark and you just want to say that, so just pray about it first. There is nothing too small that God does not care about knowing. He wants to hear from you. Our Father cares about everything. Talk to your Father. Pray about it. Have an ongoing rhythm of prayer with God. It doesn't, it, it, this is not about praying for 45 minutes or an hour or two hour or three hour blocks. I used to think that was the most potent prayer. That's actually, it, it's better that you pray more often with shorter prayers than less often and larger prayers, in my opinion. To have more ongoing conversation, communion with your Heavenly Father. In fact, Wigglesworth, Smith Wigglesworth, was known for this. Smith Wigglesworth, who's heard of Smith Wigglesworth before? Powerful preacher, moved under the unction and the anointing of the Holy Spirit. I mean, he brought people back to life amongst a whole range of other things. And he was once asked, what is it that, 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 that is your secret to the miraculous? How, often, how does your prayer look? What does that look like for you? How often do you do it? And this is what he, quote, this is what he said, and I quote, I never pray for more than 15 minutes at a time, but I never go for more than 15 minutes without praying. How cool is that? He hears everything. It doesn't need to be three or four or five hours. It could be driving in the car and you're just having a quick little sigh that depends on, whole, God, I just, oh, my heart aches for that. Oh, Lord, would you just help me with this? One time I was in my office in, in Malaga in Westchester, right, old, old building, and I had this old Ikea desk. Um, I got it on sale at Ikea and I, I just, this is literally how that day went. I looked at the desk one time in my office upstairs and I thought, I thought in my heart, gee, it'd be good to have a bigger desk. That was it. 
It was, it was all full of clutter. I need a bigger desk to spread the clutter out everywhere, see? Later that day, I had a friend call me. He says, hey, Josh, I want to ask you something. I said, what is it, mate? What is it, Ryan? He goes, I've got a desk for you. I said, what? He goes, yeah, you know that big presidential desk in my home that you've seen? And it was some time ago. It was, it was literally a two-layer desk with cupboards. It was huge. I said, I remember that. He goes, I, I want to give it to you. I said, no way. Why? He goes, I felt like God tell me today to offer it to you. I didn't say a single thing to him. What was that? That wasn't me locking myself up in a closet for five hours. That was my heavenly father who cared enough to know just a little desire of the heart. Never underestimate that posturing of your heart to God, even if it's just a fleeting moment. Your father loves you. He cares for you. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and watch this and thank Him for all He has done. Final point, don't forget the secret ingredient, thankfulness. Thankfulness. Pour out your thankfulness. Let it overflow. Oh, that's one of my favorite lines in that whole song. Thankfulness. You know, thanking God, when it comes to prayer and your relationship with God, thanking God moves your heart from grumbling to gratitude. If you want a heart of complaint to move and whining and whinging, work in a little bit of thankfulness into your relationship with God. There is something incredibly powerful with a thankful disposition. Ephesians 5.20 says, And give thanks for everything to God the Father. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Thankfulness is the key ingredient here. It's the key ingredient. Thankfulness reminds us of His goodness to us, of His care for us, and of His protection of us. It's the key ingredient. How many people uh, uh, in the room know the value of baking soda in cooking? Any kids done cooking with mum or dad before? Yes? Okay. I did some cooking with one of my girls yesterday, Esther. And um, baking soda, I didn't realise how valuable baking soda was until <laughs> we cooked some cookies yesterday. And um, Yeah, it looks like a cookie from this angle, doesn't it? But from this angle... <laughs> Can you even see it? It's like a, it's thinner than a wafer. Kyle, it's not a papadum, bro, but you can. The ingredient that was missing from this cookie is baking soda. My man, there are chocolate chips in there, but it still ain't a proper cookie. It's missing some baking soda, which helps raise, create a chemical reaction, I'll have you know. I did some research this morning on this, of the importance of baking soda. Produces air within the mixture. Gives it a bit of fluffiness and lightness. Until then, it's not so fluffy. It's like eating a crusket. With lots of sugar and chocolate. I do
If you're missing a bit of thankfulness in your life, add it. It will change you from the inside out. You watch your heart will change. In fact, they do say, scientists, doctors know, neurosurgeons know the importance of gratitude and thankfulness and what it does in the brain wiring. It changes us. Relationally, it changes us. This is what it says in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 16. The same writer, Paul, he writes pretty much what we've just read, but verse 16, 17, and 18, it says, Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus. In all circumstances. If anyone was qualified to say this, it was Paul, who was in prison. It was Paul who was experiencing some problems in the church. Remember, we read about a couple of ladies that were fighting and it was a big enough issue that he wanted to address it publicly. I mean, Paul, if anyone had an excuse to, gr- to, to, to grumble and complain, it could have been Paul. But he says, no, pray about everything. Be thankful at all times. And I want to finish with this. I mean, I was in research this last week about this. I was looking at the Harvard Medical School journal from August 14, you can check it out, just from this year. They were writing about the importance of thankfulness as well and being grateful. And they're talking about how giving thanks makes you happier. This is not a Christian dissertation, this is what the world is saying. What God has said in His Word, the world is catching up on. Giving thanks makes you happier. And they cited two psychologists, Dr. Robert Emmons of the University of California and Dr. Michael McAuliffe of the University of Miami, citing that these two have done so much research when it comes to giving thanks. But what they did was, in one particular study, they asked all of their participants over a 10-week period to create journal entries at the end of each week. And they had three groups of people. One group wrote about things that they were grateful for that week in a few sentences. The second group wrote about daily irritations or things that displeased them. That's what they were to focus on. The third group could write whatever they wanted, positive or negative. After 10 weeks, have a guess which group was the happiest. Those who focused on gratitude. In fact, they were far more optimistic, it says. They felt better about their lives. This is after two and a half months. And it says, surprisingly, they actually exercised more and had fewer overall visits to the doctors than those particularly who focused on aggravation. So let's think about that for a second. God's people... We have every reason to be thankful. Every reason to be thankful. But yet sometimes I feel like I just want to focus on the negative and the complaints and the anxieties and the worries of life. When I think about how good He is and what He's done for me, how can I not? I'm going to invite the band to come And as we finish, we're going to finish um, thinking and singing about the goodness of God. And as we sing this together, when we sing 
our songs, particularly this one that we're about to go into now, make it a prayer. Make it a prayer and make it a declaration. This isn't just karaoke Christianity. This is our hearts connecting with our Father. And my submission to your family is from the heart, let a declaration and a cry come. Thank you, Lord. You've been so good to me. You were so faithful to me all my life. And let that be our prayer this morning. Would we stand up together, please? We hope you've enjoyed listening to this podcast from Grace Life Church. For more information about us or any of our services, please visit our website at gracelife.com.au.